Welcome to A Month with Matthew in Croatia. I'm writer Matthew Felix, and I needed to get away for a while to figure out what was next for me. And this is what happened when I did. These are travel anecdotes, stories, and ruminations from my month in a small island village in Croatia. From the characters I met to the experiences I had, some funny, some frustrating, to the thoughts, memories, and emotions that came up for me during my solo retreat in the seaside village in Croatia. Happy Thursday, 8-8. I hope all is well. I am having a good day so far today. Did my uh, caffeine, or my caffeine, well, there was plenty of caffeine. I had my caffeine at the cafe, went to the supermarket, just came home and ate. My standard day here in Croatia. Had a really sweet interaction with my new friend, the 77-year-old friend who lives part-time in Germany, part-time here, Lydia. Saw her right away as soon as I got to the cafe. She came up and uh, sort of took me by the shoulder and asked me how I was doing, which was really sweet. We talked about my being a writer again, and she went on to tell me about how she herself has written a book. Now, she didn't write, and again, her English is really, really limited, but she does a great job. She's really patient with herself, and she's able to put it, you know, to piece together sentences and express herself well with uh, no small amount of effort, which I really appreciate. So slowly but surely, she explained to me how she had written a book for her granddaughter, and her granddaughter keeps coming up in conversation, so clearly they're, they're pretty close. Well, the book was, again, just for her grand, granddaughter. It wasn't for, you know, she didn't try to publish it or try to sell it or, or that sort of thing, but it's a, it's a book about her life. She said it took her 19 years to write. Pretty amazing. And I can only think that, or, you know, I can't help but think that someone who is 77 years old, who is from what was way back when at the time, the former Yugoslavia, if nothing else, she's got interesting stories because she lived through a civil war. Now, I don't know if she was here for that or not. Of course, I don't know when she left to go to Germany. Regardless, it was just yet another reminder of how we can't have a sense for people and who they are and their stories until they open up to us, until we take the time to ask, or until they take the time and make the effort to share. It would have been so easy for me to just dismiss Lydia as just another vacationer, another person on holiday, a senior who's just kind of enjoying her her time, without stopping to think wait, of course there's a lot more going on here. She's 77 years old. Of course she's got stories. Of course she's been through and lived through interesting experiences. Whether or not she was here for the Civil War doesn't matter. That was just an example of something that quite possibly is something she experienced and that would be really interesting to hear about. Likewise, a couple other things. One is, you know, it made me me wish that, that I could speak to her more at length and more in depth. Because clearly she is someone with stories and she does have a lot to share. And the fact that she's making such an effort to share what she's able to, given her limited English and my, of course, total lack of Croatian or German, just says to me that we would have some really, really interesting, inspiring conversations. The other thing that it made me think about is I don't know much about my grandparents, none of whom are still alive, and how interesting it would have been if. They had spent 19 years or a month, however long, writing down their stories for me. Now, of course, I also could have asked, which I never really did. That's just not, that's just kind of not how, it just kind of didn't come up when I was growing up, which is a shame. And part of that fault, again, is is my own. But it was always sort of the, the elders showering attention 
on the younger, you know, the kids without, no one really suggested, hey, you might want to talk to your grandpa about growing up on a farm or your grandma, what was it like growing up in the hills of, of Kentucky? All of those people had interesting experiences that have led to who I am today. And I still carry those experiences with me, but I don't really know anything about them, or I know very, very little about them, which of course, therefore means that I know there's, there's a lack of self-knowledge that comes from that. So it's just really interesting to me and sort of touching that Lydia would take the time, again, 19 years, and make the effort to document her own story for her granddaughter. And she specifically said, so that when I'm gone, my granddaughter will have this record of my life, which she didn't say it, but like I just said, is also part of the granddaughter's life and the granddaughter's heritage and what, you know, how she's gotten to be who she is and where she is. So that quick conversation with Lydia was pretty uh, thought-provoking and inspiring. After the cafe, cafe, I went to the supermarket and I saw Cervantes for the first time in, I think, three days. And I said, hey, you know, where you been? It, the supermarket was really busy, so I didn't, I didn't chat with him very long. But I did say, hey, you know, um, where you been? And he said, you know, I've been here, there, I've been everywhere. Some vague response. And I said, well, so I guess, you know, you weren't on vacation. And he made the very, very good point that it is always vacation here, which I found really hard to dispute, even though, of course, he's working nonstop. But I thought if he can say that when he's working nonstop, and he can still appreciate how beautiful this place is and how lucky he is to be here, then um, that says a lot. The other funny thing or mildly amusing thing that happened to me when I was in the grocery store was I went up to buy some bread and you have to order it from the cheese counter because there's a big wall of bread baskets. I went to get my bread and the guy before me ordered what I thought were olives, those really crinkly black kinds of olives. I don't know what they're called. Usually I associate them with type of Greek olive that I really, really like. And I hadn't noticed that they were selling olives. So when I saw him ordering the olives, I said to the woman once he was gone, I said, I'll have some of those too. And she said, okay. And she started to go for them. And I said, and they're, they're olives, right? Just to confirm. And she laughed and she said, no, 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 they're, they're plums. Thankfully, she knew the word in English. I wouldn't know that word in French or Spanish. And uh, maybe that's not true. Maybe I do know that word. But regardless, she laughed and said, no, no, they're plums. And I said, I'm not a big fan of plums. I am a fan of plums if they're really hard. They're really crispy. I can get into plums. It's like apples. I don't like them if they're soft. So I'm pretty picky when it comes to those fruits. And she just got this dramatic expression and made this dramatic gesture with her hands saying that, you know, oh my God, these plums are amazing. So I said, okay, I thought I was ordering olives, but if they're that good, I will trust you when in Rome and order some plums. I've not tried the plums yet. I will keep you abreast of developments as I taste them and find out if they really are as good as she made them out to be. Last thing of note here before I get back to work is the internet is down, which is very frustrating. But this kind of stuff, and when I say it's down, I mean down here at the house. It was fine at the internet cafe, or at the, at the cafe, uh, which was great because I was able to do a lot of stuff that I was not able to do here last night, play a lot of catch up. But uh, it's a little inconvenient. Actually, it's really inconvenient, of course, that it's not working here at the house. Now, unlike the noise issues, I can really just adapt and deal with this kind of stuff. Yes, it's inconvenient. Yes, it's a little frustrating because I so much of what I'm doing is online. But 
this kind of stuff just happens and this kind of stuff I can just go with and not get too bent out of shape with. And like I said, fortunately I can use the internet at the cafe. That's not the same. Got to pay to be there, which isn't the issue really because coffees are so cheap. But the, the issue is more just that I don't want to drink, you know, five or six cups of coffee over the course of the day. And I also don't want to wear out my welcome. So anyway, the authorities have been notified and hopefully the internet will be back up and running in no time. In the meantime, I've sort of set myself up to do a whole bunch of stuff offline. So uh, all is well, and I'm just going to figure it out and get to work. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and check out MatthewFelix.com for information about my books, other podcasts, and much more.